When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to episode 58 of Bruins Beat, brought to you by CLNS Radio. I'm Mike with Joe and Jason, as always, and I want to say this show is being sponsored by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, and trust me, it has with the way it's been helping me learn how to cook. Uh, Blue Apron is affordable. It gives you a variety of stuff to choose from. It's flexible. It's easy. Each meal comes with step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipes and instructions. And it's guaranteed freshness. Uh, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash bruinsbeat. You love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash bruinsbeat. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And gentlemen, another week, another interesting you know, setup for your Boston Bruins. And uh, just as I thought they were starting to turn a corner, I was... Slowly but surely, you know, buying in and seeing the turnaround after this past week. They go to a, they go to St. Louis and pulled a great road victory. They go to Nashville and they played well. There was McQuaid fought. They stuck out for themselves, even though they lost that game. I'm not saying it's more victory because they still lost, but they played well. At the Nashville's goalie stole it. So I was like, okay, whatever. That's just one of those losses that's going to happen. I'm not giving them, but I was like, okay. The Philly game was really what I was like. Okay, here we go. It was a home game against Philly. Uh, they they kick the crap out of them. They score five goals, five three. Okay, Marshan's coming around. Cruz coming around. They're starting to score goals. Then they lay that absolute goose egg in a train wreck of a game to the New York Islanders. Okay. What the hell is that? And it's not the second, not the first time it's happened, or the second time it's happened, or the third time it's happened. This team is continually not one, not two, but three. No, they've done this all season long. This team's a train wreck when it comes to. And then you have Bergeron coming out today and saying they thought it was going to be easier. Oh, we weren't ready to play. Blah, blah, blah. And the Rast didn't play well. The defense didn't play well. The forwards hey, didn't score a goal. This, I'm, I'm, uh, the Bruins just made me realize why we've been doing this back and forth stuff all year. But are they making the playoffs or are they not? Jekyll and Hyde, that just proves it. They, that proves it. That's what they did. They didn't show up. They didn't show up again in a different day. And I had two realizations about the Boston Bruins. This both this team going forward, but Joe, go ahead. I'll let you go. Jason, you guys can go because same old crap. You know, um, yeah. I I was drink like I said. I was drinking the uh, black gold Kool Aid. Got a little shot glass of that. Was drinking it, swishing around my mouth, and it was tasting good. And I thought they turned the corner too with that Philly game. 
And then, uh, you know, I was taking a nap after still recovering from the Patriots game on Monday. Um, the, that game was on Saturday because I'm old. And uh, they, I took a nap, woke up, and they're down 3 nothing. I'm like, you know what's funny, guys? My buddy had to work off of the King Day, and he's like, don't tell me about the game. Don't don't text me or tell me anything about it. Then after the th- halfway through the third, I go, buddy, I've known you for 43 years. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time at all. Spend it with your family. Don't waste two and a half an hours of your life on that absolute dumpster fire. And like uh, we talked about, hearing that they weren't ready again, and even when Bergie's kind of using the same verbiage, this this is like pull you know pull the fire alarm. This is going really bad. What were you saying about that kid about on Reddit too? Oh oh, so there's a four kid I saw on Reddit, 19 year old kid from Vancouver. Flew over to Boston to see his favorite team. He said, this is one of the best moments of my life. I'm so looking forward to this, all this. And then he literally gets to witness the probably one of the worst performances probably this team has had in the last three to four years. The worst. They've had a lot of them. But this was by far the worst performance they've had that they gave zero poops. And you know I want to use expletives. But that that's shameful. If I was him, I would have took my hat, burned it, and went back and became a Vancouver Canucks fan. I wouldn't fault him. Do you know that that was the first time that the Islanders have ever shot the Bruins at TD Garden in their Shut history? Up. Since 97 when the place opened? Oh, my God. Gross. <laughs> Since Gross. the Islanders, that's the first time the Islanders ever shot the Boston Bruins at in Boston. That's ever. disgusting. Ever. And then this is what, this is what you get. This is what you get. Rasnow, and then you get uh, Claude Julian canceling practice today to give his team a mental a mental day off. Oh, they were they were, they were fatigued. Moving. The hell are you fatigued? <laughs> What are you fatigued from? You guys didn't even show up yesterday. You guys should have had all the energy in the world. Gentlemen, we're fatigued. Today. They're fatiguing us. We're fatigued. Yeah, I know. You just you look at like you said earlier. We're having the slight opening of the Bruins team coming around. You know, Marshan was scoring. Uh, Tory Krug was coming around. Their power play was coming around. They were putting more than one Quaid goal. Was fighting. <clears throat> McQuaid was fighting. They had put more than one goal in the back of the net. It was just like, here it is. They they had a good road game. And a good game at home, and you're going okay. They beat the Islanders. They have a three in one week, and even though there was a loss in between there, a three in one week against the, the teams that they were going up against, it's a good week. Huge. And then yeah. almost, and then you just go Jekyll and Hyde Bruins, 500 record. They, another completely mental collapse and a crap the bed performance against the Islanders. So my first realization of this team is that yesterday's game, they stole that, and they're, <laughs> they're in a they're in a playoffs. They're in the playoffs right now due to the six games in hand they have on both Ottawa and Toronto, but they're only three points up. Oh. And there's also and also other teams that, you know, are also behind them with games played are starting to make pushes for the wild card positions too. Everyone. everyone. Keep in mind start- for Tampa Bay, Ben Bishop's back. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to come to the realization that this Bruins team will not be in it in March. They're gonna be out of the playoff picture. They're gonna be out. They're Dude, gonna be do you, out. Do you know the Allen's only the Allen is only nine points behind them and they have five games in hand. <laughs> Holy crap, we're screwed. <laughs> wow, the whole conference is basically have games in hand and within striking distance of them. So they if you know how sickening it is that if they put any games together, they could have pulled away. Anything. Anything. They've lost to the Islanders twice and the Avalanche once. It's six right points up. right there. Six points right there. Late and, game collapses. Uh, yeah. Late game collapses, they that's that could have been, you know, two points here or there. Uh, I know it's a loser point to lose in overtime, but sometimes getting a loser point against you know Minnesota and Montreal and not getting scored on in the last minute helps. Like it helps, it does because you get more points. They threw ten points. Have missed the playoffs by the a point the last two seasons. 
Yep. It's just this, they're not going to be able to be there this year. They're not going to be they're there. Not gonna, they're, they're, not they're not going to sniff 90 points. They're not going to get close. They're probably no, they're in not the even, low 80s. They're not even going to be in the position to be to choke away the playoffs again. They're not going to be in the position. My other realization today, too, is after the Bruins canceled practice and all they did was Claude Julien spoke to the media, all Bergeron did was spoke, spoke, speak to the media, Claude's not getting fired during the season. Uh, it's just not happening. Nope. Especially after the Islanders beat your ass 4 nothing, and they fired their coach today. <laughs> that was awesome. Think, think about that. The Islanders beat you yesterday 4 to nothing. They played actually a really good game, and they kicked the crap out of you. And they fired their coach. That's yet awesome. Our, yet our coach just cancels practice and tells him that he still believes in this team. Is this like the perfect – is this like the most maddening and absolutely absurd? Like if this was a movie and you went to go see it, you wouldn't believe it. You'd be like, this is so far-fetched, I can't believe it. Well, Capilano beats the Bruins. You know what's funny is they got 42 points now, and they're only – how many points of a playoff spot? They're only eight points of a playoff spot, and they have four games in hand on Philly. This whole bye week thing's stupid, by the way, too. Um, but yeah, how could you fire? The, how could you fire your coach? And they're they five hundred. That's not much. Well, I, I actually read something on um, Twitter today that said, like, since like the Islanders started off really bad, like really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. And uh, that's what they. I guess they they gave like the coach Jack the, before they fired him a vote of confidence, and they ended up getting points out of in, like seven of their last eleven games. <laughs> Yeah, which is, pretty, which is pretty good. Like seven out of the last eleven, at least they're getting points. They're being competitive, not getting blown up like they were earlier in the season. And after a four nothing victory against the Bruins, they can fire them. It must be because they must have known that the the Bruins are going to fire Claude Julien probably at the end of the season because I don't think it's happening during this year during the year. But they wanted to get a head start in the competition. It's 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 just amazing. Yeah, amazing. let me bring this up to you guys because we've been sure. all saying on the entire fire Claude thing, which I completely agree with, but. Yep. Let me add to that. Since 2011, the Bruins have had the same core, and they've slowly, slowly gone downhill. At what point do you look at it and say the core is flawed, and they, make a cha- and they need to make a change to the core? They've been trying to change the core. and do, I mean, they've already traded a lot of the core guys. Luke Heach is gone. Yeah, he's part of that. He's gone. The only core guys they really still have is uh, Tuka, Chara... Krejci, Bergeron, and Martian. That's pretty much it. So, so I would consider... They have got slowly but surely the number of their core. I would consider trading Krejci still and maybe even reconsider trading Bergeron. It's a rotten core. You know what's too bad is that the core is is getting like older and the fruit's kind of starting to rot around it. That's the problem. And the big part problem is the stem. The stem is rotted, which is Claude. We won't get into him. We'll talk about him later. No, we can talk about Claude now. He's just... Uh, he's just He's just not going to get fired. He's not well, going to. Because today was the perfect opportunity to fire him. After no. what that debacle was Monday, after your team looked like it's turning the corner, and how, if you look at the standings, uh, Sweeney, the Jacobs, Claude, the Bruins team, like, you guys look at the standings to see where you guys are. I, I know you guys do. They play our front, boys. This is a deep yeah. playoff front. They play our front team. And what <laughs> you said, the frustrating part of it, too, is, like, this team, they beat St. Louis. They beat Philly. And they play like that against the Islanders? Like, you can't lay up like that. Like, why can't you play St. Louis like you play the Islanders? I don't you know, get it. Mike, you know what, Mike and Jason, you know what team they beat the most? Themselves. They make so many, like, we all talk about their defense is ranked, what, 6th or 7th? But the thing is with them is every time they make, like we said, the margin for error is very thin. 
every time they make a mistake, they it costs them every single time. Now, good teams, they, they can cover it up. They can, you know, uh, overcome mistakes. This team cannot. They can't do it. They are just. They don't have the mental, the mental fortitude. They don't have the, uh, as we, as some of my Spanish friends say, the huevos. They do not have that. They do not but have that's that. On the, that's on the core, and the Bruins' core is what's supposed to be leading this team. It's not just about cold. Yes, the core is tuned out cold, but it's time for the Bruins' management to make the the core pay for it. I think the core has been actually playing pretty well. Besides Bergeron this year, Marchand's picked it up recently. Bergeron has too. Bergeron picked it up. And I thought I think Chara's played the best he's played all. Se- I mean, in a quite in a few years yeah. this year, and I yep. think Krejci's starting to slowly, slowly turn. Like Krejci started to turn it on too. He's been scoring a decent amount of goals after. I think he started the year really slow after coming back from hip surgery. I think the core is playing well. I mean, the back has plays well majority of the time too. He gives it his all. It's the people around them. It's the people around the core. They aren't good. That's the well, problem. Riley Nash, he's not good. The, the, the people around the core aren't good. That's the problem. You have Dominic Moore, who's like the seventh leading scorer on the Bruins team, as they signed him in August. I like him. And he's actually been. Decent. I like him too, but he's a fourth line guy that's like almost 35 years old or so. He shouldn't be your seventh leading scorer. He should be a fundamental guy that you go to when you're, you know, penalty kill guy or like you need some energy. But he is, he's, asked, he's asked to play more. Riley Nash, who sucks. Uh, Tim Scheller is okay, but that's the problem. You have all those – you have similar type players. Guys, you know, I, I, I get to see now. Did Jimmy Hayes play against the Islanders? <laughs> I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a Joker T-shirt, and I, I've been doing a lot of laughing, so it's the appropriate shirt right now. But when's the last time Jimmy Hayes played? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I had no idea. I think the last time he played was with the Florida Panthers two years ago because he has absolutely been. I, why can't all right, you guys? You know, know more about the rules and the transactions and all that stuff. Why can't they pull a Hodobin with him? Why can't they just put him on waivers and send him down? Why? Why? why they can't. Can? I, I don't know what they're doing. But the thing is that the thing that they might. But watch what's going to happen. Right? Is uh, Bolesky skating guys? I don't know if you guys noticed that Bolesky oh, skating. Savior. He's tra- he's, I'm not saying savior. I'm saying. I know. He's traveling to the team with Detroit tomorrow. He's getting closer. He okay. had an interview today. Um, so what are they going to they're gonna, they're gonna send down uh, the Bleed or Zarnik to, to make room for Bolesky. I don't mind right Bleed. I don't mind Bleed. I thought he's been pretty decent. Yeah, but the, uh, yeah, but they're not going to send him down. I mean, I don't know. They haven't sent him down yet. How can you not? How can you send him down now? I don't. I don't. They're not going to do it. They they have made so many weird like. Their personnel decisions from, you know, trades to drafts to, you know, transactions have just been mind-boggling. It just – they make no sense. And uh, we'll get into, like we said, the trade talk and these uh, also mind-numbing rumors that are going around that you will literally probably throw yourself off the tallest building in Boston if they trade certain guys because that uh, – we'll talk about it. I'm sorry. I'm just – I see this stuff on Twitter. I'm just getting very angry. No, it's fine. I understand it, but – you look at the now. You look at the Bruins' defense or two, right? Slowly but surely, it's falling apart. You have Colin Miller. Back yeah. Colin Miller. Colin Miller's out, so now you have to play Lyles, and then uh, I think Lyles sucks. He's I don't terrible. Know why. Terrible. He's I don't, I, don't, I don't know why the Bruins even re-signed him. I knew going into the like they traded for him last year. They gave up a third and a fifth round pick, which was absolutely. What, what, what did we get? What did we give up to Stepniak that year? Last a year. second and a fourth. God, we gave away so much for those two they give, they give up like a whole draft to pretty much get Stepniak and Lyles. And Lyles is terrible. He's been out for it with a concussion for a while, and he's come back and he's like terrible. 
but he's forced to play because Colin Miller's hurt. Was and he not good last year? He was half decent. He wasn't great. And then Kevin Miller is out definitely with a concussion, which needs Joe Morrow has to play. And I like Morrow, but he hasn't played in about, you know, 30 games or so because Claude seems to scratch him all the time. So he gets in the lineup against the Islanders, and he looks like crap. But do you blame him? The guy hasn't played a game in 30 games or so. Can, can I ask you guys a question? Um, and I'm probably super naive about this. When McAvoy uh, finishes up with BU, is he, can he, is he a junior or a senior? A sophomore. Oh, God. So uh, is he coming to the Bruins, uh, uh, we call it, the, the Bruins um, province, whatever, next year? Or is he, can he come after this season if he wants to? I think he can sign after his BU season, but I think the problem with that is that BU is, BU is a good college team this year. And yes. uh, what usually happens is the tournament for the NCAA doesn't really start till like, the end of March. It's like, the, 20, yeah. the 25th and 24th, 24th and 25th of March, right? Right, so right, say, right. So say his team's eliminated then, the Bruins have to sign him. And I think it would kind of be – if the Bruins are still competing for a playoff spot, which I don't think they will be, it would be stupid to kind of bring him in and throw him to the fire. But if they're eliminated, yeah. I, I would try and sign him and get him some game action. I yeah. would. I can't. But I can't. If, if, they, if they go to the national championship game, BU, or they go to the Frozen Four, that's yeah. usually in like the April 10th to 12th range. So yeah. I think the Bruins season will be over by the time. Oh, it'll definitely be over. No so doubt. I think I think that it's the, the first you'll see of McAvoy will be next season. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, uh, you know, when they drafted him, everybody's like, oh, who's that? And now after he had the World Juniors, everybody's getting kind of, uh, as they say, moist in the pants. So uh, for him to come up. So I'm looking forward to seeing him develop. I, my personal opinion, guys, at this point, you know, we hold out that hope and all this stuff. I just say, you know what? Keep Claude. Let it is what it is and let him tank. And just, like, I'd rather have them just lose. And I want to be in the top five draft picks, have all these kids they draft. See, I was the other way. I wanted immediate gratification. I wanted real time. I wanted to make the playoffs again. At this point, I know it's bleak. So as Jason used to be the uh, rah, 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 shish, kumbah guy at the beginning of the year, saying all these young kids, all this stuff, and then he has morphed into Joe Gill. I will morph into Jason Buckley and say, let's just let the kids develop and just, you know, call the season a complete loss and move on. Yeah, that. but you guys have noticed that that's me at the end of the season anyway the last two years. I root for the team to lose in the end. Just you saying, are, you're a fl- you are such a flip flop. I love it because I am too. being a Bruins because that's what the Bruins are. They flip floppers, right? The same thing. It's not really flip flopping. It's the fact that I see it the way it is, and I want the Bruins to fire Claude and get rid of the management team. So I start rooting for them, for them to lose and hopes for the better. Hey Mike, let's let Mike. Should we rewind the tape? Did uh, did he want to get rid of Claude earlier this year? I don't think he did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't think he did. It's just not going to happen. I did. It I don't might think... happen at the end of the end of the season, but it's not happening during the year. Because today was the perfect day to do it after that absolute debacle of the game Monday. It's not happening this year. It's not happening. There's no so urgency from the Bruins right now. The season. But the, well, and the problem is, you know the Bruins are going to respond with a game this week and where they beat the team like 5-3, five to, five to three, and the, everyone will be like, oh, look at the Bruins, they're coming out of their uh, shell, and a big game here. It's the same old crap. They, they, do, they do just enough to not get Julian fired. That's what they do because that's what this team is. They have the talent to compete game in and game out, but they just don't because they think they're better than they are. It it reminds me of the 2011 team where, like, they are the 2013, the other one, the Pleasant Trophy. Like, one of those two. Those two teams were, like, the Bruins knew they were good. So, like, they would play a a bottom feeder team 
destroy them. And they would well, they would destroy them, or they would wouldn't show up for the first two periods, and they'd start playing bad, and it'd be like a tie game. But then the third period, they turn it on because they knew that they were better than the other team. But I feel like they're they're trying to do that now, but they aren't good enough to do that now. They can't do that now. They're not good. No, because they're not good, and that's the problem. This this team can't turn the switch on, and or no, the team can't spot another team a lead or not show up for two periods and then turn the switch on because when they turn the switch on, it's too late. We've already seen it before. They're well, right. Yeah. The margin it's, for error. There's no margin for error. Yeah, they, I mean, for you to come back, you need to score goals. And they, they only have them, those couple games they scored six and five, but the majority of the year it's either been, what, four or less, or three or less, really. Um, you know, it's just it's – just, um, it's almost like one of those things like the mafia movies. When you try to get out, they they bring you back in. I mean, this is what this team does. We get this was. I think this was the first time, as Mike you mentioned as well, that I got kind of excited that thinking this team might actually wake the wake the f up, and they didn't. They just came back. That that Islanders game was must have been it for majority of the Bruins fans out there. Like this, that's it. I I I, I want Claude gone. I'm done. Like those people who were calling me out at the beginning of the year. You know, you shouldn't watch him. You're not a fan. All this crap. Crap! I think after that Islanders game, everybody woke up, got rid of the Kool Aid, and just started drinking the the Joe Gill juice and believing in the Mike and Joe talk. It's just <laughs> the Bruins just weren't ready to play. Uh, sorry, my I had to clear my throat. I thought that was the Bruins choking last year. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you can you can call the Bruins choking last year because that's what the, that's what they did the past two years actually. But the Bruins admitted they just weren't ready to play. Against the oh, Islanders. That was gross. Joe, how many times have you said that you're sick of hearing this? How many times? God, beginning of the year, dude. This is, what, three, four months of this crap? It's it just, it's the same broken racket. Now you hear Bergie kind of saying it. You're like, oh, dude, not him. Like, this is, I honestly think, I was thinking about this today. Like, he must be like, if this is the future of this team and I got to be here another seven, eight years, I'm, I want out. I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? Like, he, he probably, I, honestly, I know he's like the Bruin. He's like, Prototypical bro, he's been phenomenal since he's been here. All this, but you know, players want to win again. You think he, he's done with one cup? He wants more. You know, after thirteen, you think they thought that was the last sniff they're going to get? Hell no. That court thought they're going to go another couple times and maybe win another. This is just uh, those excuses, like fatigued. You know what? Most of the teams are going to be doing this if they're not having a compressed schedule now. They will later and all this crap. So th- that is like your professional athletes making millions of dollars. Wake up. It's like nut up or shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. It's just... Oh, uh, oh that's the, good. I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep doing it. That's, that's how I... Well, hey, guys, I, I figured I'd update you at the moment that Maple Leafs are beating the Sabres. Oh, sweet. That, that's awesome. how the Bruins make me feel. I mean, Mike, uh, I, I could make many X-rated comments what that sounds like, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the Bruins doing certain things, but whatever, dude. Oh God! So we gotta laugh, you know, gentlemen. We just have to laugh now because you know what? It's not—it's not life or death with this team. You know, we're gonna live. If they're gonna suck again, it's just for me. You guys are young. You guys still get to go out and do your thing. But like for me, I'm in my mid forties. I need—I need sports as an excuse to go out with my friends. And if I get no hockey again in April and May, you know, I—I I gotta like sit and watch. You know, uh, I gotta sit and watch Barney for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I love my son, but you know, come on. I get it. I want to get. Him, I want to teach him about hockey. I want so him to get, get those, into hockey. Get those tapes ready. 
You, you know, I should. I basically just going to put on the Bruins DVD from when they won the cup and like uh, you know like the history of the Bruins with Orr and stuff when they were good. Because if I show him this is hockey now, he will hate the sport and he will never play it. <laughs> it, it just you know what bothers me is that like the Bru- like the Bruins had a, a, like a few games this past week, right? Then you watch that collection of garbage they displayed against the Islanders, and then and then you watch the game. Last night, I don't know if you guys saw this, the Penguins Capitals eight to game. Eight seven, I heard. Yeah. It was eight to seven. It was back and forth. There was goal scoring. There was nice saves, even though it was eight to seven. The goalies did still make some nice saves. There was chippiness. There was fighting. I mean, not fighting. There was like big hits and big plays. It was just you watched it and you said, "Wow, this is exciting. This is great stuff." And then you watched oh. the Bruins game from earlier and you just go, "I want to throw up." They said that was like a th- – I read an article, I think, on uh, Yadvok or whatever. They says it, that game was like a throwback to the 90s when it was just so wide open. You know, like the late 80s, early 90s when it was wide open, when you had these Islander teams and all – I mean the uh, Oilers teams and all that. That's when, like, hockey was great, and it's kind of getting watered down a bit now uh, without the physicality and stuff like that. But that game is amazing. And so the basically the Penguins and the Islanders combined scored 15 goals, which is about a month and a half of uh, production for the Bruins. So, you know, um, the – like, if they end up making the play, just say they sneak in there, right? They, they would be playing. Hey, guys, want to hear a fun fact? Because you made me do the research while you were talking about this. Let's do it. Let's do fun facts. I love it. How many goals do you think Brett Connolly has this year? He has he more has, than. He has seven. Oh, more than well, Hayes. Well, who, well, I almost have more than Hayes. <laughs> uh, you know, I hope, uh, you know, HL 2017 counts. But, um, yeah, yeah, Brett Connolly, look at him. I know. Isn't that gross that we get two, two draft picks for that clown? Oh, God. It's just, it's just amazing. Like Michael Felger, who a lot of people hate him, but I actually like him because he know he loves, he loves the Bruins. He actually like likes the Bruins as a team. Uh, how many mistakes they've made? I mean, since eleven, they've made so many mistakes, bad trades, bad signings, bad draft picks. It just, <coughs> I wrote an article a while ago. My my blog said the Bruins sold their soul to win the cup. I think they did because it has been nothing but an absolute. Doo Palooza. Since then, it has been. Well, an I don't mind them selling their soul to win a cup, but that's the problem. It's cup. We need cups. Singular. Singular. Plural. We need cups. Plural. We don't like selling your soul to win one cup. It's great. Like, like I get it. If you haven't won a cup in like a hundred years, and your fans are dying and craving for it, sell your soul to win a cup. But you've been, your team has been good before. And you've made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. You've won cups before. I know it was a long time since they last won a cup. It was like 39 years or so. You went through a long stretch without winning a cup. But to sell your soul for just one, when you have the pieces and you have the market to be a great hockey market and a great hockey place to come. Like, like you, you, you see free agents want to come here. You, you, tell, you can tell free agents want to come here. Like, Bileski came here. Bacchus came here. Like, it's... It's a good place to play when everything's going right. So That's I don't know change. why it's going to change soon because the Bruins are going to fall into this mediocrity and garbage crap team that they're doing right now. It's starting to slowly turn now. It's just you look at that. I was starting to believe. I was starting to come around and say, okay, here we go. Here we go. And then that's what they got yesterday. But I shouldn't have been surprised. I shouldn't have been. Well, so it's. So, but now, so if you've been listening, I've become the two realizations that Claude's not getting fired till at least the end of the season, and that the Bruins team's not making the playoffs. But mm-hmm. then you hear of reports about the trade deadline's coming up. Right? Uh, God, in no. this trade room, we're speculating. Uh, uh, you, you know, you uh, as Jason said, there's uh, a certain someone 
from the Bruins scouting department, John Anderson, I think his name is. Ferguson. The, John Ferguson, thank you. Uh, scouting the Avalanche Blackhawks game tonight. And I can tell you one thing, he's not scouting anyone from Chicago because the Chicago's making the playoffs and they're probably going to make a deep run. They're good. They're pretty good. He's scouting the Avalanche and we've already heard rumors about Landeskog and Duchesne. Uh, and who wants two, him? There are two players on the on the trade market in Colorado. Colorado seems to want to blow it up, which I thought the Bruins should have done after they missed the playoffs the past two years and blow it up, but that's another story for another day. Guys, we can uh, get a Ginla. We can get a Ginla back. <laughs> so, so it's Duchesne and Landeskog are the two main people that are looking. And the Bruins have been linked to Landeskog, not Duchesne, which I don't understand why they would be linked to Duchesne too, but that's whatever. Duchesne's linked to Carolina. I would like Duchesne or Landeskog. How about you? You would like them? I like Duchesne over him. I don't like either of them. I don't oh, want yeah. I like, either of them. I like them both, to be honest, but I, I like Duchesne more than Landeskog. Uh, I think Duchesne's more skilled and he's faster, and I think that if you put uh, Duchesne on his team, he would, I don't know, I think a change of scenery could help him. Uh, I'm not really sure about Landeskog. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I like him. Would you, would you give up, would you give up, like the rumors a couple, what, a month or so ago? It was like Carlo, DeBrusque. The, uh, the it was a Boral kid. I, I, at this point, the seas you're going nowhere. Just let, you know, just tank out. Let those kids develop, and let's <laughs> hopefully we can bring a couple of them up next year. It, it's the season's gone. If they had, if you know, if they got a couple, you know, ten more points, we could feel a little more comfortable, you know, about them in, in the uh, standings right now. But they, they're screwed, man. Those games in hand, they're screwed. They are toast. There's no way they get a hope that what the, everyone else in the East shits their pants the rest of the year. It's, Poops their pants. Sorry, gentlemen. Uh, poops their pants. You got to bleep that out, please, Jason. Um, for the rest of the year, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's not. They squandered way too much. They haven't been ready most of the season, gentlemen. So you're saying that you wouldn't trade Brandon Carlo for no. Mendescago or Duchesne? Nope. Nope. So How about that, Spooner or Vichano? Spooner, I'd trade him for, uh, you know, a big jumbo meatball because he's terrible. <laughs> But uh, I would not – but Toronto, I didn't want to get rid of him. The kid is a sniper, which they have, what, one with Pasternak. They need snipers. I would not get rid of – how old is he, 23, 4 years old? No way, yeah, dude. I think so, yeah. No way. Landis Scott's got eight goals. You know Landis Scott's 24 years old, though? Yeah, I know he's 24 years old, but he's got eight goals. And he, is he – what position? Is he a center or a winger? He's a winger. Uh, all right. Oh, good, a winger finally. Right, I feel good about that, not a center. But uh, why do you think about why would anyone want Spooner though? You think he if he plays center somewhere, I, I, I think I think the thing that Spooner has appeal with is that he's still young and he yeah. won't be and he won't be that expensive. I think because he he, he only signed for like a like a million mil or so yeah. change a million change with this for yeah. the Bruins. And I feel like if he goes somewhere else, he, I think that they'll probably sign for something similar for like a yeah. few years or so. But he's still relatively cheap. Maybe a new system, uh, you know, kind of jump starts him. Uh, so I think Spooner, because you can still see it. Some some games Spooner comes out and he looks really really good, and but it only happens like once in a blue moon. But when he has that game, you go wow. So I think that maybe that's why he can have some ripple effect. And I think for Toronto, like you said, he, he is a sniper. He works hard. But the thing is, you gotta you gotta give up something to get something. And I think I would be in the mindset to give up Spooner and Vitrano for Landeskog and Ardushin. And to be honest, I I think if I think I might even. Lean towards dealing Carlo if it gives you. Uh, oh, clean out your mouth with soap, Michael. Oh, no, my. I, okay, no, I so understand. I guess I that puts me as a tiebreaker. 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> Go ahead. What, what, would your, what, what do you think, Jess? I like Joe's point about the Bruins not doing anything, but... Tank a palooza. But, you know, I like Landis Cog. I think as a player, Landis Cog would be a good fit in Boston, especially on the wing. Uh, Mike's point, give something to get something. Vitrano, I would give up. I wouldn't give up Carlo. So. No way, dude. They need D. No way, man. They have some D coming down the pipeline, though. Well, all right. So they got McAvoy coming, all right, which we think he's legitimate going to be a star, okay? Mm-hmm. Carlo is probably going to be more of your stand-up defense, not scoring tons of goals, so he's a good two or three. Is, for, is Forrest Baca costing a winger or a D-man? D he's a center. Okay, never mind. No, nothing to see here. Um, <laughs> don't worry, because I know nothing about that guy. I've heard he's on BU, right? Yes. Yep. How Quick, quick thing, just a quick uh, sidetrack here. So, there were six kids from BU on, in the juniors playing? Yes. Seven. That's, that's insane. That's Seven. Seven. Six on USA, one was on Canada. That is insane. But um, I would not give up Carlo. Well, he, he's gonna, he hit a wall, big deal. But I don't think I don't think there's any way they trade Landis Scott for just for Toronto Spooner. There's going to be picks involved, way more than that. Yeah, there'll probably be maybe a picks involved there, like a third round pick. The Bruins give up be a fourth round pick from Colorado or something. I don't, I don't really know, but I, I would do that. I'm sorry, this team needs to get better. They need to get, they need to get better on the wing. The Bruins don't really have good wingers besides really Marshan and, and Pashtik. I mean, you can look at, they don't really have a, a go to winger or like a. They need to get better on the wing. We've been talking about how the Bruins forwards aren't that good, and like we talk about Riley Nash and Spooner, how Spooner's not that good, and. All these players, the Bruins need to get better on the on the on the offensive end. And that, I understand Carlo hit a wall, and like, but I look at Carlo right, and I'm impressed with what I see. He plays a ton of minutes. He plays with Chara, but when you watch him, what is like? He kind of reminds. I'm not. Uh, this is. I shouldn't say he reminds me, but it. it I feel like Carlo's similar to what Hamilton was when he with the Bruins. Everyone fell in love with them because he's big. He can skate. He can move. Even though Hamilton had more upside on offense, like what does he do well? Like what does Carlo do well? Really, really well. Well, Here's the thing too, Landeskog. How well have Swedish players played here in Boston? Erickson, not really. You know, had one decent year. You had Soderberg. They trade him away. The only good. I have a feeling. Seriously, the Euros, besides like the Czechs, don't do really great here. I don't. You know, finish. Oh, he's at Mons. Let's get the same same contract. No, I'm kidding. You're right. Good point. All right, you got me there. Okay. Um, but like I said, I, I, I just I just don't know. I mean, he has – Landis Clark has 14 points this year. He's on a crappy team, we know. Yeah, he's having a, he's having a bad year. Um, but like, 26, is it, 26 goals is his top. Which is more than the majority of the forwards on this Bruins team. But do you think he's going to be like a uh, – you know, he's going to change this team for years to come? Like, well, is he going to be – No, I'm not saying he's going to change this team, but, but when does – when does Krejci play his best? When he has wingers that can score and can bang. And I think that's what Landis Cog is. Um, I don't know. I don't like, See, I don't I'm like still Cog. on that bus where I'd want to trade Krejci before I brought in Landis Cog. Yeah, me too. Well, I don't get why Bruins fans are in love with the infatuation of trading Krejci. He's the only player that's really tradable on this team from that core at the moment. What do you mean he's the only player that's tradable? You can trade... You would trade anyone from the core if, if you really no. wanted to. Well, you wouldn't trade Marshawn and Bergeron. No, I know, but you could. You well, could, I mean, but you would. They, 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 they generate more. You'd get more for Marsh, 
you, J- Jason and Joe, you guys have been saying you guys kind of want to blow it up and get rid of everyone and and start over. If you wanted, if you really, if you wanted to do that, Berger and Marshall would be more likely to be traded. Uh, I think you honestly, get, you gotta think you about get more. You can get that's more. That's true. You can get you more. Gotta about, you gotta think about this too. A big part of this is marketing. The face of the franchise is Patrice Bergeron. He's been with the team forever. If he leaves, they trade him. This team has like no face really, and besides, well, the nose face killer maybe. But they the, marketing is a big part of this too. You gotta think about who's gonna be the face of the franchise. Um, I hate that whole face of the franchise. Thing. I know, man, but that's part. Of this it's a business. As much as we hate to admit it, it's a business, and that's what people think about too. Is the actual marketing part of things. Um, but the Landis, I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't think he's like. He's not going to be a franchise changer. I, I don't. I rather, like I said, I rather not. If they're going to trade picks and all that and like prospects, no, thank you, no, thank you, nope. Because because that's a trade. If you were like teetering on the uh, on the playoff structure to do it, like they did with those two clowns last year at the, at the the deadline, this isn't worth it now. You're not making the playoffs. You have to not. It's out. Of, it's almost out of your. Um, Control now because you have to rely on other teams squandering those games in hand, and it's not going to happen with all what six, seven teams and that you know left in the conference. There, I mean, Philly's going to not make Philly's not going to make a second wild card. They're going to lose that too. So you got to go. You're gonna you have two shots. You have the top three in the division and maybe a wild card. I think that's not even going to be possibility. So you have to finish in the top three. And Toronto, gentlemen, as much as I don't want to admit, they don't suck. Look, the Bruins pretty much put themselves in the position where they have to beat pretty much Ottawa and Toronto over many times they play. Which they can't do, so, you know. There's, there's and, no and, game. You know, and, with the new, and with the new schedule they have now, they don't, I don't think they really play them that much anymore anyways. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you, you used to play your division team. What time is it? They, no, they play about – yeah. no, we're – no. I said they play about four times a year now. Oh, I was like, you said, what time is it? I was like, what? I was like, what? Yeah, it's like four or five times now, max. When they yeah. used to play, each other, they used to play them eight. Remember, they used to play division teams eight times. Uh, where if yeah. you really beat up on someone, you could, you know, leapfrog them. But that's the problem. They only play them. They, they play each them. team three more times. Three yeah. more times. Yep. So that's pretty much. They pretty much got to win every game that they play against both of those teams from here on. Not out. happening. No, it's definitely not happening. Absolutely not happening. It's. You can't look at one game in the schedule and think it's a, it's a layup. It's not one game. No games anymore. But then you're talking about going into February before the All-Star break, and you got San Jose, Vancouver, Montreal, San Jose, Anaheim, Los Angeles, Dallas. Oh, yeah, Dallas, Dallas is smoking. Dallas Talk about the gauntlet you're heading into in February. Oh, this Don, Dallas, Dallas has been sucking this year. But anyways, no, they're smoking, they're smoking the Rangers at, in, in uh, MSG right now. Yeah, I, I understand that, but everyone can have a good game. Dallas has not been playing that well this year as, as a team. No, but Dallas is fast. Yeah, yeah I think they that, haven't been really playing that well. I'm not really, I'm not really worried about fast teams. I'm not really worried about the good teams. You're talking about good teams. The Bruins play good against the good teams. If you if you name me off a stretch of the teams they were playing, like the Islanders, the Avalanche, the Devils, the Hurricanes, then I would be like, oh crap, I'm worried. Those are the games they don't show up for. Name like what 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 game have you noticed the Bruins getting blown out by a, a team that's way better than them? This no, year. they haven't. They haven't this year. No, nope. exactly. Right. Last last year they have. Last year they lose like. Not nine one and Lucic return with the Kings. They lose oh, seven a, seven to two to the Ducks. They lose, you know, uh, six to six to one. It, they haven't done that this year. Every every time they, I think their biggest loss this year was the one that they lost the Islanders. Yep, for nothing. Yep, I heard about that game. That game was pretty good. 
Um, the, 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 I'm not worried about the Bruins playing good teams. That's the problem. That's why it's so frustrating about this team is they've showed the capabilities to be a decent team. And look, I am, I understand no one in here is saying that the Bruins team should be a cup contender, like pretty much like, they, like, like Jacobs was saying, a deep playoff run. <laughs> but the Bruins have shown flashes of a team that can compete with the top teams in the NHL. Compete. I'm not saying beat, but I'm saying compete and play well and be in the game. They've shown it this year, and if you don't, if you say they haven't, you're lying. Which is why I understand why they're looking for trades to improve the team for the now and going forward. But what, gentlemen? What, it's just. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Joe. Uh, what's going on in NHL the last forty-eight hours? Because now it's seven to six, uh, Dallas. Like there's no defense anymore, it seems. Um, but it's just, uh, Mike. It's frustrating. We all know this, but as you just said, this team has talent. They should be better than they are. And there's only one X factor to explain this is the coach is not resonating with the team anymore. Make the move right now. And everybody says, who are you going to hire? You know what? Give Cassidy a shot. What do you got to lose? Because right now they're not going to make the playoffs. I just, yeah, I hate when people say, well, the, play, the coach you bring in is not going to be better than Julian. I understand that. I, I know Claude's Shake a good coach. Something different. I know Claude's a good coach. I'm not denying that Claude's a good coach. I think he's a good coach. But you can't coach a team for the rest of your life. It's just not going to happen. It's You can't do it. Plus you said... His time is coming up. Cassidy, Cassidy had a lot of these guys down in Providence, correct? Yes. So why not? They, I mean, sometimes you need a, like quad style over the you know eleven, twelve, and thirteen and fourteen. We're it. The Angels tr- is changing. Maybe these kids just don't want to be yelled at, or they just like I don't think Claude's even a yell. I I think he's checking out. I really do. I really think he's checking out. How many times have you seen him mad behind the behind the bench? He was the other night, yesterday, but. Not much. Like he wants to get the hell out of Dodge. Using these excuses are almost like the kiss of death as a coach saying, "My team is tired. My team is not ready to play." If you, you're basically telling them you're not doing your job. Your job is to get your team ready to play. So, so let me ask you this: uh, with these trade moves going on and with Landis gone, I understand he's like who you wouldn't trade or like who you don't want to give up. You want to keep the you know the young players going forward. But if you're if you're if you're Sweeney and the Bruins, would you look to try and improve this team, though? Would you be really looking to make trades like that? Or, like, or would you – I know you said earlier that you'd want to, you know, try and go for a top five pick. So are you against them trying to trade for a big-name yep. guy? Look what they did last year and killed them. They, they, they gave up the, a ton of picks for those two clowns, Stepniak and Lyle. Yeah, I, I understand the two clowns. I'm asking, like, if they got, like, a, a bigger-name type player, like a, a, a Duchesne or a Shattenkirk or someone like that. Shattenkirk, I, you know, I, I don't know. Is everybody still enamored with him? I, I'm, I think that that ship has sailed with him. I can care less about that guy anymore. Those talks uh, have reopened in the what's NHL. Shine Kirk's name has come up, not with the Bruins, oh, but it has come up because they can't sign him with the other guys coming up too. Um, I, you know, it, it really stinks, Mike and Jason, right now because I'm almost to the point of be almost indifference. I mean, I was I was pissed yesterday. Don't get me wrong, but it's almost to the point now. It's like. Now you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and the light is the size of like a, a nightlight, like my child's nightlight. Like it's very, it's very dim right now. There's not much hope right now, because like I said, all those games in hand is going to kill them. I mean, it is going to kill them. There is no way run. when they take that week off and everybody else is playing. You can come back from the end of the week and they'd be five, six games points out of a playoff spot. So, you know, and they should. They haven't put it. What? What's their longest streak? Three games. Yeah, and they haven't had their bye week yet, Joe. I know how much you're loving this bye week stuff. Yeah, but like I said, when they come back from that bye week, they could be out six points out of the playoff spot. You know, so, which likely could happen. 
And the, the Bruins have a bad bye week, to be honest, if you, if you really want to think about it, because they've played more games than anyone else in the NHL. Their bye week's not until February. That's a huge blow for the Bruins. Because yeah. you'd ra- I, I think you'd rather it around now to get their heads out of their asses and figure it out. But the problem is it's not until February, so now they've played more games than everyone else to put them at a, dip- to put them at a disadvantage. And, and if you guys have noticed, I'm growing a beard because I just have to grow a beard now because I can't grow a playoff beard anymore because they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> I just got to grow a beard on random now because you know because they're not going to make the playoffs anymore. Remember, it used to be fun growing a beard, even though my beard looks like you know a peach fuzz on a twelve year old. But whatever, it just it just playoff hockey is part of the DNA of this area, and we don't have it, and it's sad. You know, but I'm going to, I'm trying because I'm older and I probably, you know, I don't want to have heart issues and stuff. Just going to, it is what it is. You know, they have a couple of nice ones, so be it. But every time you get a clunker like yesterday, you're like, what am I even doing anymore? Like, why am I getting emotionally invested in this team? Because they don't give a crap. Why should I? No, and you just have people, you have people like Matt Kalman saying a coaching change might not make a difference if it's the Bruins core that's the problem. Something. It's just, it's, what, well, what, what, what's going to, well, then what's the problem? Can we diagnose a problem and fix it? Then it's been th- it's been th- like you said three years about enjoying a playoff moment. And don't join. Like, like I understand if the Bruins make the playoffs and lose in the first round in a tough seven game series. I understand it's okay. Like it's a tough seven game series. You can't go to the Stanley Cup playoff. I mean, you can't go to the Stanley Cup finals every year. But like this team's not even making the playoffs anymore. <laughs> like and they're choking it away and they're putting frustrating product in front of you. And I understand this whole rebuilding on the fly thing, which it's a tough thing to do. You have one foot in, one foot out. But clearly the one foot in, one foot out is not working with this team. And, Mike, let me build off something because I was you, – we were talking about the schedule earlier, and I get your point that the Bruins play up to some of these teams that are supposedly better than they are. And I get that they play up to them. I still don't think the Bruins are good enough to nope. beat some of these teams. No, they can't They beat might them. play a better game or a closer game, but they're not going to beat these teams. No. Well, they've had they've had some pretty big wins this year. Yes, but they're not going to do on a consistent basis. Philly's not a good team. Philly's okay, but they've no. Beaten they've the lost. What, they've only won two of the last twelve. They're not that good right now. They've beaten the Kings. They've beaten St. Louis. They, you know, they they've. Um, well, I mean, okay, where were their marquee wins? We're talking. We're not talking overtime losses. We're talking. But wait, mar- wait. What I'm, what I'm trying to emphasize is it's not the fact that they can't win big games. They can win. In this February schedule, they can win a couple of these games, sure. But they're not going to go on a four- or five-game win streak against these teams. Well, no, they haven't done it yet, which I agree with. But All right, so let, let's just quickly go over this. So they beat Columbus twice. Okay. Yep. Matchup game. Looking back at it now, those were big games because the Columbus is legit. They beat Montreal and Montreal. That was legit. Okay. So let me try to think what other ones they got. Um Beating Florida and Tampa, I guess. Yeah, they beat so, the Kings one nothing in December when Quick wasn't in net. The Kings still good. are they good? I thought they weren't that great this year. No, they're doing they're doing a lot better. All right, so they caught the Kings after what an eight game road trip where the hell they were on. So we'll give that kind of a half marquee win. And I'm still looking through the schedule. So let's go to December. I heard that mar- they had a marquee win against Colorado. Oh, they didn't. Um, let's see, Montreal. I mean, that's it. I mean, they had that comeback. Versus the Caps, they had to come back versus Pittsburgh, but they didn't win. They got a they got a mercy point, so be it. You know, in the grand scheme of things, they needed every point they can get. But they've only had two or three marquee wins. I would say. I think Montreal, and even the Columbus wasn't that good then. They weren't good at the beginning of the year when they beat them. You know, they they played them tough again the other time when they had the big winning streak. So the only marquee game, would you say, 
when Marshall was and they well. lost to Colum- and they lost to Columbus in December. Yeah, and they but the only game they played a team when the team was actually playing well was Saint Marshall Lewis. and Montreal. That was it. And they were lucky because Spooner was offside. Am I right? Hey, one's a win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can say that. But right. the, the you guys get my point. The Bruins aren't good enough. They're not going to survive oh, the rest of the schedule. Oh, I know that. We know that very well, Jason. They're going to be out by a long shot. So yeah, we... I'm, saying, I'm saying they're going to be out by March because there's so many teams that have less games played than them, and that the Bruins haven't done enough in the games that they've had. So yeah, yeah they, they're going to be out. But the Bruins do play better against the better teams. It's just they, that is they true. They, no, they do for whatever reason because this, this is what they do. They play up the competition and they against the teams. Like Bergeron said, we thought it was going to be an easier game. No game in the NHL is easy. If you do not show up, you will not win. Period. So on that note, should we just make predictions now? Yeah, yeah, we sh- we can make some predictions here. Uh, the Bruins will um, play. Are we, it depends on when we do the show. Are we doing the show? Uh, uh, we'll say let's let's do the Detroit, the second Detroit prediction too for the hell. All right, so the Bruins play. I, I'm not just so you guys know. I'm not available Wednesday. It's my birthday. I'm going to Boston. All right, that's fine. So we'll figure out a time to do the show next. Uh, at some point, we'll talk to each other. But oh, let's do the let's do the Detroit game just just the other second Detroit game just in case. Uh, so they have the, they're at Detroit on Wednesday. They're home against the Blackhawks on Friday. They're at Pittsburgh on Sunday, and they're home against the Red Wings on Tuesday. Uh, so you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go first because I know sure. I know I know what's gonna happen, and the Bruins are gonna go the Bruins are gonna go two and two. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what they do. It's exactly exactly what they do. Mediocrity, mediocrity at its best. Uh, I'm gonna go through it here. I'm gonna say they they beat the Red Wings uh, on Wednesday because that's what they'll do. Yeah. Uh, they'll lose to the Blackhawks at home, but it'll be close because the, the Bruins will they they're playing the Blackhawks, so they'll show up a little bit. So it'll be close. They're gonna lose though. Uh, they're gonna beat the Penguins in, at Pittsburgh. The Bruins play well against Pittsburgh, so for some whatever reason, I don't know why the Bruins just play Pittsburgh pretty yeah, well. Uh, so I think the Bruins are going to beat Pittsburgh and then lose at home. So the, the Bruins are going to win both road games and lose both home games. That's what I'm going with. Uh, and I'll let you go next, Jason, because I've been pretty much spot on the whole season. So I'm just going to. Uh, okay. Yeah. One three. <laughs> Give me what games here, man. Come on. I'm getting yeah, come there. Come on, Jason. One and three. You got both I'm getting games. there. Okay. They're going to lose to Chicago. Yeah. Lose to Pittsburgh. And lose their home game to Detroit. So they're going to win the they're going to win they're going to win the road one. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Detroit. All right, you ready? Here's why. Oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Right, because they play Detroit off and on pretty good, but not consistently pretty good over the years. I've been to games. I've watched them play Detroit. Detroit's a challenge, not as much as it used to be. Detroit Thank sucks. God. Right now they suck. <laughs> but the matchup, but the matchup against the Bruins, Detroit has had the Bruins number off and on. Not recently. No, no, not really. Not recently. Well, well, well oh, Mike, 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 it doesn't matter because if they do suck, they get, they'll beat the Bruins. So there you that's go. why. That's that's why. I, that's all. That's all I would say. My prediction is Detroit sucks. <laughs> Chicago's good. Pittsburgh beat Boston the last time they played. So okay. I'm gonna take the risk and go with Pittsburgh on this game too. Okay, here we go. You ready for me? Let me just call it Joe Stradamus. Here we go, Joe Stradamus. All right, Joe. After you're done with this, hopefully you can pick the lottery too. Yeah, I know, I know. The numbers are seven. Um, anyway, Detroit, they're going to lose to Marnay. They're going to beat Chicago because they're going to be there because I just know they're going to play them well, and for whatever reason, it's a big game, and they're going to show up. Pittsburgh, they're going to beat Pittsburgh, too, and lose to Detroit. So, so two and two. 
<laughs> two and two electric boogaloo. So the two teams, they, the team they need to beat that's right on their tail, they will poop the pantalons against them twice. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I really wouldn't be shocked at all. The funny part, too, is when did the Bruins and Detroit become such a rivalry to be on rivalry, Wednesday night rivalry? Yeah, all right, let, let, let's take two Back seconds. Back in the 90s, early 2000s. The 90s, early 2000s, they weren't even in the same division, Jason. No, the, the, Detroit was in the Western Conference. There's no well, rivalry. The rivalry was one of the original six. Um, when they, what, because they moved them into the Bruins division and the Bruins played in the playoffs I, once? I hate Wednesday night rivalry. Like, basically, Wednesday night rivalry, Minnesota versus Winnipeg. Now stop. Could you guys stop it? Jesus. Why can't they just put, like, a Wednesday night, like, showcase game or something? That, why do they have to do a rivalry? Because half these games aren't rivalries. We got to listen to Pierre, that pecker wood. We got to listen to him. And we gotta, and I used to like Doc Emmerich. I can't stand him anymore. I like Doc. I used to love I, – well, I, I, I hate Brick and Andy and Brick, so that's why uh, I could – Jack. Oh, no, I can't listen yeah, to Jack. Yeah, Jack. I, just, I said Andy and Brick, uh, but I meant, I meant Jack. I think Jack's terrible. Oh, uh, I can't listen to Jack. You know what I feel bad about Andy Brickley is that he basically has not – he has to make, he has to lie to himself every time he talks about the Bruins and says anything good because he knows it's not true. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that's what we – that's all, folks. So get ready for another week of mediocrity. Oh, week yeah. of mediocrity coming up for your Boston Bruins. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at Mike's of the 22 You can follow Jason – at Jason Buckley ninety one, you can follow Joe at Big Bad Bruins eighty eight. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, right, Jason? Yes, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. Also, as I said earlier in the show before, Mike came on. If you guys like our show and you are listening, take your take our show and share it on your Facebook page. Especially when I post the links to Joe's page, the more follows we get, the more chances we are getting sponsored. Also, uh, Joe, I'm gonna send it over to you. Yeah, we're gonna do. I'm gonna do a quick Boston uh, sports blog, a Palooza plug. Uh, so if you blog again about the Bruins or any Boston sports team, or have a podcast like we do. You're not as good as our podcast, but you try. Um, <laughs> you, can, uh, you should come to a Boston sports blog, a Palooza, on the 25th of March at the Causeway Restaurant and Bar across from uh, the TD Garden. We're gonna have uh, keynote speaker uh, Nick Gelso, who starts here on this radio, which is the network that we are actually a uh, you know, platform we're on. Uh, you also get to uh, talk to Fanatics, who uh, they're always there every year. They're a sponsor of ours. They do NHL shop. They do NFL shop. So if you have a blog and you want to make some money off your blog, there's someone to talk to as well. A lot of great bloggers. Uh, hopefully we'll get some media members there that we've had in the past. We've had Joe Haggerty there. We've had Albert Breer. We've had Kerry Byrne. We had some big hitters in the past. Uh, you get to meet me, which is awesome. You get to meet Jason, which is awesome. You get to meet Mike, that's awesome, because the three of us have not come together. And the last time a bunch of people came together like that, it's called the X-Men. All right, so we're just going to go with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, yeah, if you guys have enough time, please. Are you sure you don't want to call us the Avengers? Yeah, we could call the Avengers or the Revengers or the, you know, we just wish we picked a better team, Avengers. But, um, <laughs> and also, you go to boston.sportsblogpost.com. You can also go on Eventbrite. It's free to sign up. We'd like to see you guys, and we sign up. 21 our plus, by the way. 21 Are they plus. selling tickets, Joe, for something, or is that just a part of Facebook? Now, you, 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 we want you to put uh, actually uh, register on Eventbrite, which is actually linked on all the different sites, just so we can get a headcount, we can get badges and all that fun stuff. Okay. All right, cool. But like I said, 21 plus, as Joe would also say, uh, is at a bar. But uh, we'll be back next week for more mediocrity. Go Bruins. <laughs> Later.